Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. That's what I hired you for in the first place. Oh, no. Wait. Got you there. What you calling me? Safe to ask questions. Oh, oh you got to step into the circle, Doran. Hey, guys, the, the light's getting dim. You old salty dog, you. Two-part question. Did you find a stone? Gar, gar. Excuse me, Cloud Giant. Uh, you actually undead? Find a magic conch. Yeah, we got it out. Ooh, it's kind of warm to the touch. Wait, you look at me like I've done this before. You have done this before. <laughs> I have, you're right. So, But it's not fair to make the assumption, okay? Welcome back to Dice Shame, episode 98, Fickle Fortunes. MVP this week goes to our new friend, Mike Ballantyne, who joined us on Facebook and had some really sweet things to say about the show. You seem like a cool guy, Mike, so thank you for saying hi. Thanks, Mike. Summer is winding down, and that means autumn is almost upon us. If you're getting into the spirit of the season and looking for some horror-filled ways to fill your evenings, make sure to check out the Invictus stream. We recently featured a number of live plays with some good friends of ours, including game designer and GM extraordinaire Dr. Tim Woods. He's created such games as the Green Knight RPG, which we played, and a ton of other amazing creative content to help you run your favorite games. Check out our latest Call of Cthulhu game on our YouTube, The Invictus Stream. It was a blast. Spooky. Shall we do this? Yeah, let's do it. Do you guys ever take those like personality quizzes online where it's like, what cosmopolitan like what coffee cup are you? Drink are you? <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, just like in the mid 2000s, I feel like the internet was just overflowing with these like, oh, yeah. you know, what blah 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 character are what you? What Wookiee are you? Hogwarts school mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. yeah, I do remember those. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I want to know about your characters. I want to know what coffee cup they are. I want to know your Myers-Briggs score. I want to know your IQ. Let's get (laughs) deep. Well, Red's IQ is four. Four? (laughs) Doran's IQ is like 100. 
IQ tests are like classically not really representative of no, how intelligent a no, person actually is, not. right? God. But give me like a quick overview of your character if we were doing like a 2003 The Sparks style uh, quiz or personality test. What kind of jelly bracelet are you? What friend's yeah. character? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chandler. Oh. Uh, Myers-Briggs. Yeah, okay. Doran, what's your Myers Briggs? Uh, Doran is a debater. Ah. Only because you get to know your character. Uh, Smart, I did, I did... curious, intellectual. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, it doesn't reek of Doran to me. That's not to say that I think he's, he's curious. Dumb. He's a curious little dwarf. Well, it's true, but it's difficult to do the test in another mindset. Like, I feel very conflicted on a few things. So, mm. like, I'm thinking to myself, how would Doran respond? There's the part of it, though, that I guess debater is ENTP. So, an extrovert. I buy Doran yeah. as an extrovert. An yes. intuitive. Well, he's. I, I buy he's intuitive more than he's precise about things. A, a thinker, a sensor, and a perceiver. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I can kind of if you break it down on those other words. But yeah, as when they sum it up, and he's a, he's the debater, and he will challenge you. I don't know. Yeah, it's a pretty simplified version. That's fair. What flavor of milkshake are you? Uh dirt. Ooh. Good dirt milkshake. <laughs> yeah. Rob, what is Jack? What is your? I so I took the quiz for Jack, and I got. The adventurer, which is ISFP, the introvert, introvert. sensor, yeah. feeler, perceiver. Yeah. Um, that's, that's fair. So I, they say artistic, charming, explorer. But I was killing myself because they're like, yeah, yeah, your D&D character, he's an adventurer. And I'm like, well, no shit. Tell me something else. <laughs> <laughs> I need a better adjective. So hold on. So Doran is smart, curious, intellectual, and Jack is artistic, charming, explorer. I feel like they're opposite almost. I well, see, that's I. I would have. I would have. Like, if I was going to guess what we were going to get, I'd have guessed the opposite for us. But yeah, if I think yeah. about a lot of those questions, were about like, how's your character feel about other people, and where are they in the like I, the the questions they asked us gave a lot of room to explore. Like, what's Jack's relationship with people and the people in his life and those like emotional social situations? And I think. You know, that that doesn't come across a lot when you're out slaying giants and stuff, but I think that is, mm-hmm. you know, forms a, a bigger part of, a big part of who Jack is. So it, it was interesting. It was, it was another lens to look at the character. Red took the test too. I ended up being ENTJ, the commander. Hmm. Uh, bold, imaginative, strong-willed, which aren't necessarily, again, the things that I would define him as, but when it comes to like the breakdown, 98% extroverted, 95% agreeable, 4% conscientious. <laughs> Wait, so extrovert, intuitive, thinker, judger. Yeah. yeah okay, I can buy it. That's yeah. funny because I did this personality test when I was in high school, and I got INTJ, mm. which is the same as red but introverted. Oh, Interesting. I the honestly the only thing I I think the J and P should be swapped. Personally, actually, now that I'm looking at, because judges are organized, prepared, they stick to a plan, and comfortable following most rules. Whereas perceivers, they keep their options open, they like to act spontaneously and be flexible in making plans. Although I don't really know, maybe Red is more of a J. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough to be looking back at your decisions in the mm-hmm. moment. I answered the questions honestly as Red, but yeah. I don't really know. What Kraloth get? Yeah. Oh, Kraloth was way off. Oh, yeah? Way, way, way off. Kraloth. What did you get? Is it Justin? Uh, the logician. 
the logician. Oh, they just spelled magician wrong. Innovative <laughs> inventors with an unquenchable thirst for knowledge. Oh. Um, INTP, which I think is just, I, I, when I did the test for Kraloth, I, anything that had to do with intellect, I was conscious of making it the, the extreme of what it wouldn't be for an intellectual. Mm-hmm. And somehow mm. that made me logical. But so the NTP part, as far as Kraloth being intuitive, Kraloth being a, a thinker, Kraloth being a perceiver, I can I can buy that. I don't know. See, him too, I feel like he'd be more of a judger than a perceiver. Organized, prepared, stick to plans, comfortable following most rules. That to me screams Kraloth. Yeah. Whereas yeah. keeping his options open and acting spontaneously, I feel like he and Red swapped on on those letters. If I were to choose one, I would go with Defender, but it doesn't work like that. You can't choose your characters, Myers, Gray. This isn't made up. Hold on. Wait a I second. I do wonder if we took a different test or a different version of the test, if we'd get anywhere near the same results. The That'd thing. be kind of funny. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Different questions, too. Either way, that's fun. Good to know what we all are. No one got the sociopath. Yet. I, although we didn't do one for Zulkin. Uh, Joe, can you just do one for oh. Zulkin at some point? Just so we can know. Real quick. Just he's real quick. JJJJ. He's just got. Judgy. Oh, it says he got Zulkin. That's weird. Zulkin? I didn't know that was a personality type. J-R-J. That's what Jeff got. Shut up, Zulkin. All right, should we play some D&D? Yeah! Let's play some D&D. Let's do it. All right, gentlemen. The room is illuminated dimly by the shimmering light of the portal beyond which you can see the great hall. Frost sparkles over every surface in the oracle's chamber, and the transparent form of a ghost hovers in the center of the room. Small folk, what are you doing here in this divine place? And Kraloth holds out his arms and says, Spectre, be careful, guys. And then he takes a cautious step forward and he says, We were told to come here by Zephyros. We're here to meet with the Oracle. Is that correct? Close enough. And you can see now from the apparition that this appears to be a cloud giant also. Oh. I am Igaron. Son of Blagothkus. And as you can see, I am dead. Uh, mm. Undead, if you will. He's got you there. I... Excuse me, Cloud Giant. Uh, you actually undead? <laughs> <laughs> Use the right fucking terminology. Continue, Ghost Giant. <laughs> Why am I picturing, um, oh, what's his name? Um, from 30 Rock. Tracy Morgan. Tracy, Tracy Morgan. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm picturing. Undead. Uh, um... You do not mean us any harm? I mean you no harm. It has been quite some time since I have seen the living. Time passes strangely in the current of the dead, and the eye of Anum, deep within the spine as it is, sees neither sunshine nor moonbeam to mark the passing day. What happened to you? I came to the eye with my father, seeking wisdom. The divine oracle told us that a great upheaval was in motion that would upset the balance of power in the world of giants. 
giving each of us the opportunity to win the respect of the gods and bring glory to our race. The oracle told Blagovkus that he would never impress the gods enough to earn favor and urged me to step out from under my father's dark shadow. The words shook my father to his core, and he was overcome with envy and rage. We fought here in this room, and he slew me where I lie. Your father? That's right. That's terrible. How long ago, do you know? Time is... An impossible concept for me. And at this distance, Kraloth, you can see that the body of this giant now has got some magic on it. Yeah, he's wearing a magical breastplate. And you see rays of something magical coming out from his fist. He's holding something that you can't see. So what do you intend to do? You, you've you been stuck here for many years, I imagine. What is your purpose? Why haven't you moved on to the land of, well, nothing? I have no way of knowing. So maybe you still have a purpose. Perhaps. Your father, is he still alive? I don't know. Where did you come from originally, maybe? Well, I lived all my life on my father's castle. It could be anywhere in the realm, as cloud giants travel as easily as the wind. Would it be rude to examine your body just to maybe we can get a hint about how much time has passed or, or anything that could huh? lead us you want to look at this dead body <laughs> what, what m- more about the the clothing and the and the magic items that i don't know about yeah yeah that's why i whispered <laughs> i think at some point when Kraloth saw the uh, the magic items he uh uh-huh. just his eyes went wide and he just very subtly while uh the cloud giant was doing his his monologue he was subtly elbowing red and like gesturing at the magic items. And then Red does the magic sign to everybody else, you know, which is like a fist, one finger, one finger down, and then twiggly of fingers. <laughs> <laughs> There's some knowing glances all around. Magic. Meanwhile, yes. <laughs> this giant, Igaron, says, You have my permission. Thank you. Um, and yeah, Jack- on his skull. It's good to show respect to the dead. Jack moves in closer to to take a look at the at the body, just to really even just to you know figure out. Okay, is there a characteristic time of clothing that marks this person in time and space? Is there anything? Jack, as you move in, you see that there are words etched onto the floor here. Ah, all around where this giant is standing in a ring, and as you stand on them, they resolve into script that you can read. These are a mixture of languages, giant, dwarvish script. They say, ask your question and no truth. It's an ancient form of dwarvish, deathic. Mm. Mm. 
Jack stops for a second and takes three big steps back. Mm. Mm-hmm. So once you get in that circle, there's some runes around there that ask you to ask your question of the oracle. So I just want us to be very thoughtful if we step into that circle and we don't have a question we want to ask the oracle. Maybe we shouldn't say anything because maybe there's a limited amount of questions. So I would think out here, outside those runes, safe to ask questions. But I would be concerned about my instinct, which was to interrogate this gentleman while standing in the runes, that that maybe we need to to, to not do. I, I got an idea, guys. Don't worry, I got this. And he kind of brushes past you <laughs> and walks towards the circle as the runes light up. And he says, hey, Oracle, we're supposed to be part of the reordering and all that stuff. What are we supposed to do? A thundering voice answers you in the giant tongue and says... Find a magic conch of the storm giant King Hecaton. Use it to visit his court and root out the evil therein. And I step out. All right, we already got one, but we know that the conch can only bring one of us at a time. Should the next question be something along the lines of where can we find other conches? I was thinking the same thing. Seems pretty straightforward, right? Yeah, that follows. We already have the conch of the hill giants. Where can we find the rest? After the last echoes of the voice leave the room, one of the lanterns that the giant statues are holding goes out. Uh That leaves us five questions. That's plenty. All right, let's definitely ask where we can find the conches, right? Yeah, yeah, I I like that one. Jack? Where can we find three more conches? (laughs) Because we already have one, and if they say in your backpack. Well, we might as well find out where all of them are. We can chart our own course. Yeah. And Kraloth steps forward and uh, gets close to uh, Agaron's corpse and looks at the specter and says, pardon me, and uh, shuffles (laughs) into this circle and says, Oracle, we already possess one of the conches of the hill giants. Gar? (laughs) Anyway. Alex? The conches. Let me just let me just do this again. We have already found one of the conches from Grudhog. Where can we find the others? The voice responds. You must prove yourself. When human barbarians came to this land, they fought our kind and stole our relics, burying them in the ground. The humans built altars to Uthgar, their god-king, atop these relics and surrounded their altars with burial mounds. Go to these mounds. Retrieve the lost relics and bring them here as tribute. Do Will be made clear. Jack's eyes burst out of his head with excitement, but he contains it for a minute, trying to put that aside. And Red and Doran are like ushering Creelot to step out as if he's jumping over a chasm. Like, come here, take my hand. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, You're out of the oh. circle. Yeah, yeah. Kraloth steps back. Retreating it like it's this powerful thing stepping in and out. Okay, so we need to find Uthgan burial mounds. And another lantern goes out. But that, 
that's what I hired you for in the first place. That's where, where and I'm like digging through my backpack to find like, no, no, we were this close and we stopped. We almost had I one know, already. I know, I ah. know. Oh, you never paid us. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think for a second, we're sort of conversing about what the question is, but Red has this sort of feeling in his head. And uh, while we're all looking to Doran to ask the next question, Red actually like steps aside from you guys and steps back in, going out of turn. And he says, ah, sorry guys, I need to know. Oracle, what do my dreams mean? Where do they take place? What? Well, I guess I shouldn't ask more than one question. <laughs> <laughs> what do your dreams mean? It's like, that's broad enough? I don't know. I mean, you, you could say, what are your dreams that are, like, because you're having the dreams that are impacting What are your dreams? Impacting what the are they trying world. to tell yeah. me? Like, you're, you're having the yeah. dreams where you wake up and you're actually feeling salt spray and... and Cold and yeah, other stuff. Yeah, I'm purpose hoping that. Dreams, you imagine what a jerk GM would be if they're like, well, last night you dreamed to be, so. It's funny you because. Missed, loser. So I have like a whole big page full of potential questions and answers, but it does say you can tweak these answers to make them more clear or cryptic as you see fit. It's like, <laughs> come on, dude. Thanks. Who's going to be like. Don't tell me how to GM. The voice responds to you, Red, and says simply, lantern goes out and i think red walks out a little bit unsure you know a little bit frightened maybe sorry guys i i just needed to know it's okay red no problem we still got three questions left jack steps into the circle with with the ruins and he has more of a statement than a question because that's kind of his style and so he he starts out being like (laughs) You know, Countess Sansuri and the Cloud Giants, we've seen her castle over the Evermoors. We, we've heard from, from other, clown giant, other Cloud Giants. That she's <laughs> <laughs> what you calling me? <laughs> Countess Sansuri of the Cloud Giants, we know she's bad news. We've seen her castle over the Evermoors. There was a Cloud Giant attack on on nightstone that stole the the nightstone i just you just see the oracle snoring <laughs> <laughs> what's the countess up to did she and jack stops before he asks the second question the one he really wanted to ask about the nightstone but mm-hmm. realizes he can't ask two questions two part question <laughs> two no uh, it's like a university lecture oracle did did countess sensory steal the nightstone where can we find it? That is still two questions, but where can we find the nightstone? That's the where that's can we what find you really it? want to know. Jack settles himself and Jack has a million thoughts swirling in his mind, but I think the one question he he could never answer in a lot of study visiting Nightstone was why did Cloud Giants take the Nightstone? And the voice of the Oracle responds to you to find the lost trove of dragon. Ooh, good question. And then another lanterns goes out. So there's two lanterns left, boys. Dragon magic, Red says and turns to Doran. What the hell does that mean? What the hell does that mean? What role are dragons playing in the reordering? Oh, oh, you got to oh, step into the circle, Doran. You got to step into the circle. <laughs> yeah, you got to get this. And we push, we push Doran in. <laughs> right here. There you go. Good job. Now speak up. He clears his throat <clears throat> and steps up into the circle and says, What role are dragons playing in this reordering? 
Good question. Good Very question. good show question. Us, show us what role do dragons play <laughs> on the board? Second. Let's see number one. Ding, ding. The voice responds to you, Doran. An evil dragon influences the storm giant cold. One light remains. Kriloth sees that it's the last lantern, and there's kind of this moment where he looks around and he sees Harshnag standing kind of in the background in the shadows, just watching. And uh, he walks over and says, hey, Harshnag, this is your, I mean, this is significant for you too, I think. Do you have any questions you want us to ask the Oracle or that you want to ask the Oracle yourself? And he looks off in the distance for a minute, kind of far away. And then he starts to walk towards the circle of runes. But Doran's still standing in the circle, and he kind of turns and nonchalantly says, but what's the name of the dragon? And the voice responds to you, The doom of the desert, Imrath. And the final lantern goes out. Oh, Doran! shit. Oh, sorry, Harshnag. Um, looks like Doran beat you to it. Uh, sorry. There I go with my big mouth again. Hey, it's all right. It was a good question. God. He just kind of shrugs. Well, uh, at least we know. Out of curiosity, Harshnag, what, what were you going to ask? I, I lost my bell seven <laughs> years ago. <laughs> he he was... just like kicks a stone like and pouts away. Yeah. Doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> so red, obviously, red eyes, the corpse in the center, and the magic items on him that we sort of spotted. And he walks over to the ghost, the apparition, now that the questions are gone, and just says, is there anything that we can do to help put your spirit to rest? Or anything that would make you feel at ease in this world between worlds? If you would, you can avenge my death by killing Blagothkus. Add it to the list of vengeance. His castle could be anywhere in the realm. You may be hard-pressed, to find it. Slay him, and I will be free. These items that you fell with seem valuable, I hate to ask, but if we are to seek out and perhaps avenge you, they could be of use. Do you think we could maybe borrow them, or keep them forever? I have no use for this. It helped me not at all when I was alive. Mm. Worth even less now in undeath. Take what you will from my corpse. Thank you. We will honor you in whatever way we can. Is there anything you'd like to say to your father? I could write a letter and have it, your ghostly apparition, appear before your father and deliver any words you wanted to say. Counterthought. If we do want to seek him out to perhaps avenge this, maybe keeping it up up our sleeve until we get there. Because if we send him a letter from his dead son and then show up later, our intentions might be pretty clear. Just a counterpoint. Mm. Uh, I think you should make some more counterpoints. If there was something, Igoron, that you would say to your father now that would give you some semblance of peace, I would say that over the potential future where we... Avenge him? Uh, yeah, is there anything vengeful you want to add before we kill your father? <laughs> If we find a good thing to say, I would love to write a letter just because I think that's narratively interesting. But if we... Yeah. Even if it's not tactically perfect, 
It would be unwise for you to let my father know that you are coming on my behalf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So you guys see that there are obviously some bits of treasure here. Um, well, how do you propose removing a giant-sized breastplate from a frozen corpse? Uh-huh. Uh, Kraloth turns to Dora and is like, you got any ideas for this? <laughs> oh, Wait, you look at me like I've done this before. You have done this before. I have, you're right. So, but it's not fair to make the assumption, okay? Okay, look. Uh, yeah, I turned to uh, Jack. I'm like, he's a blacksmith. We're going to have to heat it up. Perfectly logical. I, I didn't think you were referencing the fact he dismembered so many people in front of us. Oh, but also. Actually, that's what I thought you were. Oh, no. Wait, yeah. wait. How are you going to do this, Dorn? Um, As you ask him that, he's like standing over the corpse, like ready to hack off an arm. <laughs> the ghost is just watching like that was my favorite arm I mean he is watching you but kind of passively you know mm. um, do, do you want the breastplate left intact or or do you just want the metal uh, well preferably intact I don't know who's going to wear it actually but uh, if we oh. can make use of it's it it's a magic item so you're not actually going to be able to destroy it well let's just take a look here so Doran starts to inspect you know like how it's strapped to the body it's hard to tell because this corpse is like frozen to the floor. Ooh. He's on his stomach with his arms kind of splayed out. So there are probably some uh, fastening um, like laces maybe on the side that you'd be able to access. Mm-hmm. Red pulls out shale, his little hooks eager to cut through any sort of hard substance. He's like, here, buddy, start cutting through the ice. And this little shale starts like... Because they cut through like solid everything. So the idea of it being able to cut through hardened ice and the outline of the breastplate to me would stack. Yeah, you might be teaching him something terrible. No, he's tacking ice. Good little shale. Sure. So this baby Umber Hulk starts scrabbling its way into the giant's corpse. No, (laughs) just the ice shale. Just the ice and I pick him back up, and I pat his little bum, and I tuck him back away. And Harshnag comes over, and he's like, I can help you if you need. Harshnag um, puts his axe to this frozen corpse's shoulder joint and looks at you, Doran, for permission. Absolutely. Let's try and pry it. Doran's going to try and kind of put his hands on the bottom part of the breastplate. You know, in hopes that uh, if Harshnag kind of pulls the body off and the breastplate on the back, then we can try and pry them apart as opposed to just lifting the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So between Shale and mm-hmm. Doran <laughs> and Harshnag working together, the three of you spend maybe 20 minutes uh, excavating, arranging, and butchering this corpse. Yeah. Good job, baby Shale. Oh, you guys get it? Uh, Kraloth is over by a little cauldron making a bit of stew. <laughs> yeah, and you look over and there's like the arms been removed and like their <laughs> body parts kind of like all over the place. And, uh, and we walk over and Harshnag lifts up the body plate and the and the abdomen of the corpse falls out of it. Just slides out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got it out. I think Red would put Shale then onto the hand as well while they're looking at the breastplate. Because you said it was clutching something as well. So you find that clutched within the frozen fist of this dead cloud giant, there is something that looks like a 
triangular precious gem. Ooh. What's this? Mm. What's this? There's something in his hand. What's this? What's this? <laughs> it measures about three inches on each side. Yeah, and I think Red and Shale are like digging it out. He's Red's just like crouched over watching him tear off the fingers. That's right. Good job. The ghost is sort of standing behind you watching this macabre excavation and he says this is an opal of the Ildrun. cool hey darn come check this out you know stones i do you find a stone and he doesn't realize what you've uh, what you've found and he comes wandering over the Ildrun. that's that's like the the that's another one of those old runes like the ice one we saw mm. did you find another of these yeah this and i show him the ice shard Yes, much the same. What's ild mean? Yeah, Jack, you see, contained within the opalescent nature of this gem is one of the same runes that you had seen on the floor outside, inscribed in Mithril. Mm. And Igoron says, Fire. Doran, come here! God, I want to see fire, Doran. Fire, Doran! This is a wondrous item. Mm, wondrous. Very nice. Dorin, it's like my eye shot. So so we've got we've got a couple of magic items here, guys. Who has attunement slots to spare and who's interested in a new breastplate and a new fancy opal? As maybe Kraloth examines this breastplate mm-hmm. recently hacked from the body of this frozen cloud giant. It resizes at his touch to fit someone of his frame. Okay, and uh, so it's a breastplate, eh? It's like a... Yeah, this is a magic breastplate. It is a plus two breastplate. Oh, wow. Kraloth is familiar with breastplates, and uh, he's got his his plate armor, his full plate on, and uh, he says, hey, um, Jack, I think this might be good for you. For me. Yeah. I don't think Jack can wear armor. Yeah, I'm not proficient with it. You'd have a big problem casting spells with it, so that's probably a bad idea. If you wear armor that you lack proficiency with, you have disadvantage on ability check, saving throw, attack roll that involves oh, strength or dexterity, okay. and you can't cast spells. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Well, definitely, no, definitely not good for <laughs> you, Jack. But it sounds good for, for red, maybe. I think it would be good for red. You can do medium armor. There's no disadvantage on stealth. So it would be, yeah, 18 for red. Uh, bump me up one. Does no one else need it, though? No, uh, Kraloth doesn't. Uh, Red, touch this. Touch it, touch it. Red runs over and touches it. Oh, it's kind of warm to the touch. And it, it shrinks down to your size as well. Yeah, it just gets a little bit narrower for his ribcage. Oh, cool. <laughs> you should wear it, buddy. It looks great. Oh, well, uh, I'm quite happy in my my suit of pure steel. Doran? <laughs> No, no, no! I'm in my, I'm my, I love, I love this mithril armor. I'm, I'm wearing them. I mean, I that looks bulky for me. What do you put it on, Red? All right. And Red slips on the breastplate. Does it have any cool insignia on it, or it's cloud giant stuff? Yeah. There are three vertical stripes. It looks like down the chest of engraving that are some kind of thick vines. 
kind of like Jack and the Beanstalk style. They're like super thick huh. vines engraved with all of these leaves coming off in three long stripes. Oh, I like that. And uh, it's golden colored. Yeah, it's like Olympian, yeah. Grecian style cool. breastplate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I-, I love it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Red bangs on his new golden armor chest. Boom. Anything that keeps you alive a little longer. <laughs> Absolutely. Nice. Boom. And now we have the free-for-all over the Opal of the Ildrune. This does require attunement. Hmm. Hmm. Anyone interested? I'm, yeah, I'd love to know more about what it does. Mm. Hey, guys, the, the light's getting dim. We should probably probably leave here before we get locked in. We're all, like, enchanted by this rune, just like, oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, very nice meeting you, Igoron, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep our eyes out for Lagothkus. Uh, we will avenge you, my friend. Yeah. You deserve rest. We wish you peace. Thank you. Good luck. And we head back through. As you leave the room, his ghostly visage disappears. And when you step back through the portal, again, the mist and the clouds just refill this archway so that you can no longer see the room beyond. If you want to spend an hour, someone can attune to this opal and find out what it does. Jack, you sound interested? Sure. Let's do it. So here are the abilities of the Opal of the Ild Rune. Mm. As an action, you can ignite an object within 10 feet of you. The object must be flammable, and the fire starts in a circle no larger than one foot in diameter. So you can just make fire fire. It's too bad you didn't find this before before he ripped all the limbs off that body. (laughs) For real. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You have resistance to cold damage. As an action, you can extinguish any open flame within 10 feet of you. You choose how much fire to extinguish in that radius, so you can be real fancy about it. Cool. And then you have the gift of flame. You can transfer the opal's magic to a non-magical item, either a weapon or a suit of armor, which takes eight hours of work. And then if you do so, the weapon would become an uncommon magic weapon that deals an extra 1d6 fire damage, Ooh. or the armor would give resistance to cold damage for the wearer. Cool. Yeah. So it's like an opal that allows you to control fire within a small radius of yourself mm-hmm. gives you resistance to cold damage. And then you can also imbue magical effects onto something. If you w- would desire that. I dig it. That is nice. Yeah. Pretty cool. The other, the other hand is it could also be take that sweet armor Doran's wearing and make it resistant to cold damage. Yeah. You could totally buff someone else with it. It would just make the opal disappear. Right. So it's like a one-time use. use thing, but you would definitely like you can enchant someone's stuff. Yeah. Mm. If you, this was a question, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say you can. No, no, Can you enchant a already enchanted item or a magic item? No, you can transfer the opal's magic to a non-magical Perfect. item. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that actually, if this was a video game and you could enchant magical items, I would definitely enchant orc splitter. Just like mm. just DPS through the roof, um, but that's not an option. If there's anything that's going to be enchanted on Doran, which I do like, by the way, it should be something mundane that won't be replaced. I.e., the armor is awesome, but like, are we worried? And maybe I'm, this is just my ignorance of Five E. Is there a better tier 
that we'd want to wait till he gets to you know what i mean like you three are standing across the room like whispering about doran and he's just standing there bum blushing what what is he even wearing we want to help him but we don't know how have you seen what doran have, have you seen his beard yet Ugh. plate mail would be the other thing for doran too right would be the uh, full plate I mean, I, the, the item is super cool, and I'm happy to have it. All right. So, Jack, you're holding on to the opal for now. Yeah. Red, you got some new armor. Yeah. Red's just staring at it. I love this picture of Jack holding on to this fire opal and, and you know, memorizing and sort of walking out now that we're outside in the room with the giants, holding on to this thing and seeing, okay, this this rune is that rune in the floor and, and sort of mm. connecting to this, this thing until it, it you know... Near the end of the hour, there's just a, a a snap, and suddenly there's a little fire on the floor in front of him. Oh, kindling and burning, and there's kind of a kind of a little laugh, and he snaps again, and it disappears. And meanwhile, Kraloth is like behind him with like two sticks, like trying to rub them together, trying to start yeah a little <laughs> cook fire. Oh, oh, great! <laughs> it'd be great. I was thinking it'd be cool to like, but my the ice rune doesn't. Uh, can't create anything and only can do it when there's water there but how funny it would be if you're like fire and i'm like ice fire ice or like going back and forth like just like oh, snapping my fingers and ice goes down just then... to add a little more fuel to the red jack oh shit no, of course do <laughs> it doesn't do that yeah but, no but that'd be great we, we mix like fire and ice my friend that's well actually that's great because trick, if jack. you and i ever got into a fight you would then be resistant to my cold damage and i'd be resistant to your fire damage because that's huh? what the ice cream does this whole game is just gearing up to a big pvp yeah. battle at the it's very dead. end <laughs> yeah i don't want to be in that battle i'm um cool so at the end of the hour you guys notice that harshneg has been drawing this little map for you and he hands it to jack and he says uh i know the location of some of the spirit mounds nearby amazing familiar with a few of them here and he he's inscribed this cute little map and he says i i think i'll stay here while you go and hunt out these spirit mounds i can see from the evidence that we've found from the giant's belongings upstairs and the corpse of igaron that giants do occasionally visit here and i would like to ambush them <laughs> yeah you old salty dog you well i'm also nervous about you red why me that someone is watching you based on what the oracle said oh right but i figured that was more like a metaphor like you know the old father's watching you <laughs> i'm fine either way i should like to guard the portal to the oracle here until you return with the relics to prevent anyone from gaining information that might lead to your whereabouts hey good thinking i guess supplies you'll probably need to think about hmm. don't worry about me really don't worry about you we can't not worry about you. That's what we <laughs> do. Our best friend. You've done so much for we us. We take care of you're, our companions. You're, you're such a precious little marshmallow, Harshnag. How will you survive on your own? <laughs> His bum starts blushing. Oh. <laughs> it's family! <laughs> <laughs> Have we done a long rest? No, no, not since before right. you guys fought the like ice centipede. Well, why don't we yeah. set up camp here while we all just think over our options? Yeah. <sighs> Red sits down and crosses his legs, and it hurts. Well, why don't we go in and camp next to that big fire in the in the? Too late. I've there. already sat. Nope, I'm already sitting. It's done. 
Comfortable. Yeah. So I grab Red by the arms and I kind no. of drag him. No. Well, <laughs> no. seated. Just like dragging him across the ground. He's like arms are folded and he's cross legged and you're just dragging him across. But it's like 300 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> Legs are folded. Yeah. You spend a long rest here in the spine of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guys, I'm a really, really excited to tell you. You level up. What? Level 8, finally. Thank you once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Christopher Ryan Evans, Colin Burkhart, Daniel Doug, Jessica Orrit, Mari Kaneski, Katie Orrit, and Merlin. See you soon. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.